of the podcast. Today we have on Tony Whitford of Worth Guitars. Worth Guitars are custom guitars and basses made right here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Tony uh, started the company in earnest, he says, around 2017 and has steadily been producing guitars and basses ever since. Uh, some notable local players here are like Anthony Rosano, Stephen Weaver, um, and a few other players that we discussed on the podcast. If you're interested in how guitars get made, kind of the business of guitars, and kind of just uh, what inspires people to make instruments, uh, definitely hope you enjoyed the episode. I certainly did, and Tony was a great interview. Thanks. Hello. Hey, is this uh, Tony Whitford? It is. It is Tony Whitford. Hey. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. We're so excited to have you. Oh, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I love to talk about uh, anything, and so I figured this would be a good place to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, first off, I just wanted to, you know, just have you tell uh, the listeners about yourself and about Worth Guitars. All right, let's do that. That's a that's a uh, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so, what would you like to know Very about good. Worth Guitars? Uh, you know, when did you start building? What got you into building? Okay. Well, I started a long time ago. I attempted to build a couple of guitars and they, they came out okay. And, you know, life got in the way and I didn't really have a place to build guitars and I didn't really have the money to build guitars. And I was trying to be, uh, in a band at the time and that took up all the time. So time goes by, time goes by, I have kids, kids get older and they can kind of take care of themselves. And it just seemed to be the right time to start. So in 2017, I just made a decision. I'm going to build guitars. I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, but I just never could find the right time and place to do it. And so I just started doing it and it, it took off. I was very lucky in that I had a lot of support from the local music community and, you know, uh, people got behind it and support, helped support me and, uh, you know, bought the guitars and, and off it went. And so we've been very fortunate so far. So that's how we kind of got started. Uh, it was just a desire to blend my uh, desire to be creative you know, I've, I've always loved to build things and put things together and, and, and always into art and that type of stuff. And I love guitars. And so the two things just kind of slammed into each other and I started making guitars. That's basically how, where it boils down to. That's really cool. What do you recall kind of what the first, you said you've made a, uh, some early my, guitars, kind yeah, of what my, the style was for the the early instruments? Yeah, it was kind of a hybrid of an Iceman, Ibanez Iceman, and nice. um, I kind of took that basic design and played around with it, and I can't remember what the, well, I think it was a BC Rich guitar that I saw. I sort of blended some hybrid shapes together, and it turned out pretty cool. I made it out of ash. It sounds great. It still sounds great. It still plays great, but you know, it has a couple of little issues where you can tell I was just a beginner and I didn't really have a good way to do finishes and that type of thing, you know. And uh, 
but I still have it hanging here. And back then, though, my guitar company was going to be called Tracer Guitars for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. But, but so it has a big T, a big T on the headstock. I'm not sure where I even got that from. But uh, as time progressed, you know, I uh, changed it to work. That's cool. What what inspired the change? Well, when I started building guitars in earnest, when I earnestly decided, okay, I'm really seriously going to try and do this, this thing, building guitars and, and you know, make a go of it. I started thinking, what would be a really good name for a guitar company or something that represented me? And so, you know, I kicked around all the names that I could come up with. It's very difficult to name something anyway, because, you know, you, you just, it's got to be the right thing in your head. And so long story short, my father's middle name is Worth. His father's middle name was Worth. They're from Scotland, Scottish background. And I have the middle name Worth. And as I was growing up, I always thought that's just the dumbest middle name in the world. And, you know, Worth, what the heck kind of a name is that? But then when I had sons, I have two sons, I named they're both of their middle names is Worth. So it's a family name and it's, you know, Worth has a heavy uh, meaning to me. And it just has a um, a uh, kind of an aura around it of, you know, it's worth something, you know, and it uh, it has some uh, weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I, I like it a lot. Uh, you know, it's I, obviously the the word itself just implies value. and Right, right. Um, and that that in the family thing. And I was like, well, it's got to be that, you know, so. I went with it and I managed to come up with a cool looking logo for it. And off we went, you know? Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I like the logo and I like the, the imaging and uh, it's, you know, made by players for the players. So I really think that's great. Yeah. You know, well, that's where I started out uh, playing guitar. Always loved guitars. Uh, the fact that they're made out of wood is, is an ultra cool thing too. I mean, if you think about it, these pieces of wood were standing in a forest somewhere at one time. Right. And now they're, you know, making cool music. And so that's kind of, you know, uh, I don't know. It's got kind of a mystic kind of thing going on there. You know, wood wood can make music like that, you know? Yeah. And so I was always fascinated by guitars, even when I was a little kid. And, and so, uh, you know, like I say, uh, now I work on them every day. That is the dream. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. How, uh, I, you know, looking on the website, it looks like it's, it's kind of like primarily like a four person team now. Is that kind of expanding or? No, that's still it. It's still it. I still have two very good friends that helped me. Uh, Steve Stevens, who is actually an amazing guitar player who plays for a band called Ever After. Cool. And with his wife and uh, Tim Ward on drums. And another good friend of mine named Steven Weaver, who's an amazing bass player, who, uh, you know, I built a bass for him and he was so into it. He was like, you know, dude, I'm going to come and help build guitars. And I was like, all right, come on. So, yeah. you know, he helps me out and uh, Steve does the electronic part of it. And me and Steve do the woodworking part of it and the finishing and the sanding. There's tons of sanding. And of course, my wife, who uh, is support group uh, for everyone who is always there to help out when she can and, and make sure that 
I don't forget to do the things that I need to do and keeps me in line and, uh, you know, make sure that I am um, always saying thank you when I need to and supporting other people that I need to support and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, that's, that's a killer team right there. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I've been, like I say, I've been very lucky, very blessed uh, to end up with good friends like that anyway. And then they were into the whole guitar thing too. And they're like, say they're great musicians. So we Fantastic. are guitar players building guitars, you know, and so we always try to keep that in mind. How does this guitar sound? How does it play? You know, what could we do to make it more player friendly and that type of thing? That's really cool. I, you know, do you get, is it mostly kind of more custom orders now? Or are you seeing kind of like people drawing from the, the models that you list on the site or? Well, all of our guitars would technically be considered custom, but mm-hmm. I do build certain models like a Celine which is like what I would call our super strat style, um, you know, two cutaways. And we've built, you know, a few of those and people like that style. And we built a few of the single cutaways, which would be kind of our LP style or Les Paul style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so people pick that kind of basic idea because obviously we want them to use our styles and then they put their own finishes and inlays and wood choices and things like that. And like if they want a different kind of fretboard or if they want a custom inlay or they want a, you know, a different kind of top or whatever, if they want it to be light or if they want it to be heavy or, you know, what kind of music are they playing? What scale neck do they want? What kind of pickups they want? Right. You know, it's like there's so many different choices you can have. And of course, if they want something that's totally different, we can do that too. You know, uh, we're never afraid to just step out and see what we can get done, you know? Yeah. Have you had any kind of like unusual orders been like, I want to, you know, a double neck with a base on top or something like that. Like I have a guy who's threatening to buy a double neck. I haven't seen it yet, but he probably <laughs> right. will. We just right. built him one, uh, one of our, uh, what I call a deluxe model similar mm. to it's kind of a hybrid of an SG and a Les Paul. Huh. And, uh, and so I believe he'll probably be back cause he loved it. He loved his guitar and he's, he's telling me he will. So I'll take his word for it. Yeah. So double neck would be groovy. I would love to do that. We built a very cool, uh, V flying V for Jason McAllister who plays the guitar for crunch. Yeah. And yeah. So that, so that's a great, uh, great guitar for us. And, um, Mostly we do, you know, just the styles that are on our website. Uh, the basses have been more uh, different than any of the guitars have. Each bass seems to be a little different. So yeah. they've, been helping, they've been helping me build a bass uh, library, so to speak. Yeah, I saw you guys are even offering fretless basses, which that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, Steve Weaver, who uh, works with Worth Guitars, plays a fretless. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we'll build whatever you want you know it's up to you your imagination will will try to help steer you in the right direction you know uh, of course we have to maintain certain parameters of course uh, we, we can't get too wild and crazy you have to you know keep within certain scale lengths and that type of thing but yeah we'll, we'll do whatever you want to do you know within reason that's super cool i you know as far as the designs when you were first starting out 
uh, you know, you said you mentioned like BC Rich and like Ibanez, Iceman. Yeah. yeah. Was that kind of, you know, the sort of guitars you, you were going for originally and now you've kind of added like kind of telly styles and things like that? Yeah. Or? Well, you know, when you're young, mm-hmm. you have so many different influences, especially with music and, and the way things look. And if you're into art and that type of thing, there's so many things that will influence the way you see things. And I just always thought that the Ibanez Iceman was a pretty badass-looking guitar. Yeah. And, and and Paul Stanley played one. And you can't right. be much cooler than Paul Stanley, right? Right. No. I mean, you know? So I was like, hey, hey, if he plays it, it must be a cool guitar, right? For sure. So and I was kind of influenced by that shape. And, of course, the BC Ricks had all the cool-looking wicked metal shapes going on, you know? Yeah. But as time progressed, and I matured some, I steered away from those and kind of started leaning more towards, I hate to say this word uh, out loud, but Gibson styles, because I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to copy from them. But, you know, oh, we yeah. have to we have to use what we're influenced by uh, yeah. to start, you know. But um, so I started leaning more towards Les Pauls and that type of thing and, and Les Paul Jr.'s. I really like the Les Paul Juniors. And so when I started in 2017, the first two guitars I built were my version of a Les Paul Juniors, you know, with my headstock on it and, and my little tweaks in design. And that's where it all started at. And, um, and I took the Les Paul design and made it the way I think it should be made. Not that the way they do it isn't good, but I thought it could be changed in a few ways that i felt were better right and so i did that you know because everybody has their own idea of what what is good and what is bad and what is right and what is wrong and how they'd like to see things done you know yeah absolutely. so that's kind of that's kind of where i ended up at and then you know i know that there are people out there who are really into strats and tellies and that type of thing so we started doing some t-styles because uh, those are cool guitars. You have to have some T-styles out there. Yeah. And so that's basically how we ended up with the designs that we have. It's just taking ideas that are already there and kind of trying to, you know, make them more the way I think it should be done. Right. Yeah. And I think basically everybody does that, basically, you know. Yeah, but nobody's doing it, uh, you know. I mean, these are gorgeous instruments. Um, oh well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. We work very hard on them. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely beautiful work. I, you know, do you have them in any sort of uh, like local guitar shops yet, or is it still just? No, but we're very close. We're very close to doing that. We are talking. We have been talking with Alpha Music. Great about yeah. putting them in Alpha Music. We had to get our uh, collective acted together as far as pricing and, uh, you know, it's a business. Right. And, yeah. and I'm not really that great at being a businessman, but I'm learning all the time. So I'm trying to, you know, get caught up with all the things that uh, is expected of a guitar company. Right. You, you know, my thing is to go out in the shop and put my earplugs in and, you know, turn on a cool audio book or something and just start making sawdust. That's what I'm, that's kind right. of, you know, and I, I'm into that part of it. All the other stuff is like, yeah, whatever. Right. But, you know, but it's important to get it all right. So we, I've been working on that and I think we're almost there. That's great. So we have pricing and, you know, design um, concepts and 
idea is to make the website better, to make it so that it's easier to order custom instruments and that type of thing. That's awesome. Do you have, are you know, are you able to say any sort of like possible time frame when that may happen or? No, but I'm hoping it'll be yeah. uh, by the end of the summer. As okay. long as we can come to a, an agreement, you know, you never know. We may go and we may not work out. We may not be best good for either one of us, but I think that it will be. And they seem to be very open to the idea. And so that's a good thing. That is good. Yeah. yeah. I've, I, uh, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed going, going to Alpha, I have a good, good relationship with a lot of them. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're good people. Very good people. Absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned like, like Paul Stanley kiss, uh, you know, what were some of the other like guitar heroes that you had growing up or, well, I, th I would have to say that my number one guitar hero would be Jimmy Page. Oh, yeah. I'm kind I of mean, from that era. I'm from the 70s. Right. You know, the 70s, uh, 80s, that, you know, early 90s music that, and Led Zeppelin was really, uh, well, you know, and Joe Walsh, James Gang, that yeah. type of stuff like that. Uh, just good hard rock, you know. And yeah. Richie Blackmore, but Jimmy Page, man, for some reason, I really always loved his style of playing. You know, the, he's the riff master. Yes. All those great riffs that guy wrote, you know. And so yeah. Page, I would have to say, is, is super huge in, in the uh, influences. Joe Satriani. Yeah. People like him. George Lynch. Oh, yeah. Killer. He's he's a badass. So those kind of people. Yeah, that I uh, would say... Uh, Obviously, Stevie Ray, you know, he was, uh, yeah. you can't play the guitar and not want to steal a few licks from Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many great players out there, though. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, well, also, I can't leave this one out. David Gilmore. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Page and David Gilmore were probably the big ones. Yeah. Same here. Um yeah, it, Led Zeppelin was just—they just loom so large, you know. Whenever, yeah. Yeah. whenever you're trying to describe, you know, let's say a kid that's starting guitar, you know, this summer, it's like, okay, yeah. well, we're gonna learn some some rock stuff. Here's your Led Zeppelin, yeah, yeah. CD. Here's we're your... gonna start you with this, like, yeah, yeah. get Led Zeppelin four out and say, yep. learn everything on this, and yes. you got it. Yeah, that's you know that's gonna steer you in the right direction. <laughs> Start that's learning some some hard. David Gilmore. Learn all the leads yep. that David Gilmore plays on Dark Side of the Moon, and you'll be in yeah. really good shape. Such so. a melodic player. I mean, it, oh it's, man, it, you can sing those solos. It's it's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's, it's so tasteful and yeah. just great uh, feel. Uh, he's just amazing, amazing guitar player, without a doubt. All the great songs he wrote and was helped and helped write. And you just look at the library that that's behind him. It's just ridiculous good yes. music, you know. So uh, those guys are definitely the big ones in my life. What's uh? What would you say your favorite Floyd album? Like where do you where do you fall on that? Which album? Which uh, which Pink Floyd album would you say would be like your your personal favorite? Are you, are you a Dark Side person or? Yeah, I love Dark Side of the Moon. Obviously, the Wall is amazing. Yeah. Um, I really like, and I can't think of the name of the album right now, of course, because someone asked me that. Uh, right. uh, you know how that goes. If they ask you a question, it jumps out of your head. Right. But I really loved. The, I love the album with "Learning to Fly" on it and "Dogs of War." 
that was uh, one of their uh, newer albums. Well, it's, you know, it's not really new. It's probably 10, 12 years old is, now. Is that Division Bell? Maybe. I think yeah, it may be, think, yeah. Yeah. yeah that so was, I really uh, like that album. And yeah, Learn to Fly is awesome. Great, great song, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Dog of War, all those. You oh, know, the Turning Away. Those turning are great away, songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, one of the, I'm the kind of guy, though, that listens to basically the same thing all the time. Right. <laughs> Once I find something I like, I listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, same. Yeah. And I, and I don't really stray from that region. I'm not as, as well-versed in music as I should be because I'm, I just listen to the things I like. You know, oh, I, I mean, that's, that's the iconic era, you know? That's yeah, yeah. What got most of us playing the instrument. So. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I basically listen to all the same stuff all the time and, and, you know, my playlist and I just let it run. And I like the Foo Fighters a lot, you know, so yep. I listen to them and that kind of music. Uh, some of the newer music's really good, but, you know, I've just found myself listening to the same thing all the time. And I listen to a lot of books too. So sometimes the books get in the way of music, unfortunately, uh, I listen to music on the weekends, but when I'm out in the shop, I really listen to audio books mostly. That's cool. What, uh, you know, what do you have any audiobook like recommendations that you've been into lately or? I like all the books by John Sanford. Okay. Uh, he has, he has a couple of great detectives that uh, he writes about. Uh, Lucas Davenport is a, is a great character. And there's like 20 books with Lucas Davenport in them. And, and he's, you know, good, good crime, mystery, thriller type stories. Obviously all the cool zombie books that are out there listen to right. all of those you know and because uh, they're action-packed you know yeah uh, books like uh, the arisen series where you got these special forces guys there's one aircraft carrier left in the united states they all hang out on this aircraft carrier and they're all trying to figure out how to cure the disease you know and it's just action-packed from beginning to end That's so you got cool. some you got this cool like action movie going on in your head while you're sanding you know right right yeah, I'm sure that makes the uh, the sanding hours go by. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's something you kind of left right brain it, you know. Yeah. How many um, guitars would you say you guys are able to produce? I guess per business day or per week. Well, we're very very small, so okay. We really only do probably when we're really pushing it. We can do one a month, maybe two a month mm. at this point. So we're very small, but we've gotten some more machinery and so we're speeding up now and we're starting to get to where we can maybe do three every month and a half or something like that, you know, so it's starting to pick up speed now before we were doing everything strictly by hand, cutting all everything with a bandsaw and routers and all, and it was taking forever and the finishing takes forever and we're a very small company. So we had to invest in some in some equipment. And so I invested in a CNC machine, to help do some of the more mundane things like cutting pickup cavities and control cavities and junk like that and cutting profiles and drilling holes and things that so the machine can be doing that while we're doing the other stuff right and and we and it also gave us the ability to do some really super cool looking inlay designs and so we've been working on learning how to use it to do you know to cut shell inlay abalonia mother of pearl and things we got a cool guitar coming up that's uh, actually on the machine right now. It's cutting control cavity uh, that uh, will have a dragon inlay on the fretboard. So I'm really looking forward to starting that. Ooh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, picking up speed now, more machinery, more speed. And that's where we're at. So we're a very, very small company, but we're working to get bigger. You guys started in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, really, really cool stuff. Um, are there other, you know, local players that have been, you know, playing worth guitars? Oh yeah. Well, there's, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, that's one reason why I'm still doing it. Uh, the local guys have really been very, very supportive and really, you know, just got behind worth guitars and, and came and were showed interest and bought them and, and uh, a bunch of good dudes out there. You got guys like um, Steve Stevens, obviously, who, who works here and works with us. And uh, and Anthony Rosano plays a Worth. Awesome. It, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good player. Jason Absolutely. McAllister, again, yep. for Crunch. Gary Hammond and uh, Chris Johnson with 710 Oil. Yeah. Clark Fisher, who plays with a band called Kickback. Uh, that's just a few of the guitar players. And then you have some great bass players, Patrick Maurer, who plays for Turncoat Syndicate. He's got a couple yeah, of Yeah, I know guitars. Patrick a long time. Yeah, we, we've played yeah. together a few times. He's, he's oh, a very great cool. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love Turncoat Syndicate, man. What a great I band. I love, yeah, they're, they're my yeah. favorite, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, grunge band in the area. Yeah, yeah. You know? Those yeah, guys kill I, it. I wish they would play more than they do, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Les Mosley, who plays for Magdalene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he plays a Worth. And then there's uh, Rob Baldwin. He plays a Worth. Stacy Stevens plays a Worth. Yeah. Uh, bass. Um, so, yeah, man, we're, we're getting him out there. I'm building a bass for Rod Watson right now, who plays for Kickback also. Awesome. And let's see. Uh, actually, Les Mosley's getting another bass. So, yeah, they're getting out there. Starting to get some bases out there, too, man. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely spread the word. I mean, I I've had no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's yeah, super cool. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of guys, a bunch of local dudes playing. Man, I got a guitar uh, in Japan. Uh, great player, more of a kind of a jazz classical style player. Uh, plays one named Aaron Decker. He plays. He's uh, lives in Japan. Awesome. We got we got guitars in Texas, Colorado. They're they're spread out there. Yeah, I'm getting out there. What's kind of been like, would you say, been like kind of like the predominant kind of model that most people have been going with for the guitars? We built a lot of the single cutaways. Uh, okay. Jay Rakes. Jay, do you know Jay Rakes? He I plays one. I think so. Fairly confident. I've, I've heard the name. I, yeah. I know that. So we've done a lot of the single cutaways, the more like okay. the LP style. Right. And, and we just recently kind of had a run on the Celine's. When uh, Celine is like our super strat, right? Celine, Celine is the goddess of the moon in mythology. So, right, we used her, right. We used her name for that model because I got tired of saying super strat because I right. don't want, you know, what I mean, it's like I'm not building strats. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, uh, but that's just a way to describe it. You kind of get the image in your head when you say that. So. Yeah, yeah. So we've kind of had a run on those lately. We've you know, done four of those recently. So that's another model. T-Styles, those three are really the, the predominant ones. Very cool. Uh, you know, I, I just like getting people's kind of preferences on this. So what, uh, are you more of like a lower output, 
pickup fan. You know, kind of, I saw you guys have got like the Ancestor PAF or you more of a P90 fan. Like what's kind of like your your go to? I'm more of a just a good old PAF humbucker kind of guy. Right. My favorite set of pickups right now is the Seymour Duncan Hot Rodded set, which is a, uh, oh, a JB, nice. a JB yeah. in the bridge and a Jazz in the in the neck position, and and that if I mean it just covers the whole does it all <laughs> spectrum of rock and roll right there, man. And uh, the yeah. JB is just a great great pickup. And I'm not you know myself personally, I'm not a big high tech got to have a bunch of different switching and all that type of stuff. I'm more of a yeah. just plug it in, crank it up and litter eat kind of guy. Right. But, but I also understand other people have a little more nuanced <laughs> vision right. of how it should be, you know, right. It's not just all straight ahead, slamming and banging. But, um, so I really, we use a lot of Seymour Duncan pickups. They're great pickups. Awesome. And, and the bass guys, the bass player guys like the complicated stuff. It seems like they like the, mm-hmm. you know, the active pickups and all the different switching and stuff. And that's kind of, that's, than the most complicated builds as far as electronics goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm easy as a bass player. I'm just like, just give me some sort of jazz bass and yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to go. Yeah, you pretty much can't go wrong with that. You think of all the great music in the world that has a jazz bass on it, you know? Yeah. So that um, pretty much sums that up. It does what it needs to do. Guitar, I, for me, I'm kind of like a, I'd say like an Alex Lifeson type. Yeah, like yeah. I'm kind of that. I don't know. I've, you know, he can do really, really heavy, but he can also do kind of, kind of more oh, classical yeah. or subdued stuff. So I, you know, yeah, love. he's amazing. He's definitely amazing. Yeah. He should be in my list of, uh, of uh, influences. I've definitely listened to a lot of his stuff. Uh, he's, yeah, he's just amazing. That whole band is ridiculous how good they are me and a buddy were talking about that the other day it was like we should just get together and just listen to rush albums all day i'm I'm down anytime (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean you think about you think about how much music those just those three guys were able to produce and it's just uh yeah mind-blowing and if you think about the uh, odds of those three guys meeting each other and that music that came together because of the meeting of those people. Right. That's always, that always kind of blows my mind too. You know, they, it could have been Getty and Alex may have never met each other. Like if they had been born in a different area of Canada or whatever, you know, right. Think about the, the reality of that, you know, it's, uh, but here you go, these three guys meet each other and they click and boom, they make, you know, 40 years of amazing music, you know? So, yeah, and I mean, even just like the logistics of it still tripped me out because it's like I'm sure back then there had to have been somebody. It's like, wait, like the bass player is the singer. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there had to be. Yeah, you know, and he was a little odd. He, you know, yeah. they were kind of kooky. The clothes they wore, and stuff. <laughs> right. They just kept slamming, man. This is it. This yeah. is what we do. They stuck to their yeah. guns, you know. And it's, I mean, you were talking about Kiss earlier. Like I, you know, I remember they. We're saying they did a lot of tours together back then, and Getty Lee's like, "Look, say what you will about Kiss, this dude's put on a show." Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, we doubt. learned a lot. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So, very cool. Uh, so, what you know, when you guys are testing the guitars, like, are there specific kind of like, um, you know, kind of amps and tones you're you're running them through, or? No, we have. 
uh, a little orange amp cool. that we use, and you know it'll it'll do you know clean and it'll do dirty, and we'll yeah. throw it in there and listen to it and and tweak it here and there where it needs to be, and and then the guitar does the talk, and then it's up to the player, man. It's up to that guy's hands, right? And the rig he uses, you know, to uh, make it his. You know, we can build an instrument and make it sound good, but it's up to the player to make it come to life. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Up until that point, you know, it's just a really nice, well-built guitar. But it, put it in somebody's hands who can make it come to life, man. That's where the magic takes place. That's one of the most rewarding parts of doing this when you can go to a club or a restaurant or whatever and see a guy, you know, a bar, and they're in there making great music with one of our instruments. It's uh, it's very cool. Very cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I just saw Anthony play, what, last week. You know, yeah. he's just in there killing it. I, I, yes. I think when I saw him, he was playing the Thunderbird, but I did see. Yeah, he I plays think, Thunderbird. Think, yeah, I think he had his his worth with him too. So. Yeah, yeah, he plays that. He plays, uh, yeah. you know, he plays a number of different guitars, but yeah, of course, he always sounds better when he's playing the Gold Top worth. Guitar, oh yeah, you know, you know sure. in my in my humble opinion. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful guitar. I've seen. <laughs> Many pictures of that. I, I have seen him play it. It sounds great. That's killer. Yeah, yeah. He rocked it out. So that's always a very yeah. cool thing. For sure. Um, yeah. So uh, I always like to ask uh, my guitar friends, like, what do you, what, you know, aside from your guitars, uh -huh. uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, what would be yeah. the three pieces of gear you'd bring? All right. Well, that's kind of a tricky question. This desert island, does it have electricity? Uh, magically, yes. Okay, somehow. Okay. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> We've managed to rig up a generator. Um, I would say, if I had to, and I couldn't bring one of my guitars, let's see, that's tough, man. That would be tough. I have an old Les Paul I would probably like to have with me. Okay. Uh, an old Gibson Les Paul. Of course, I would rather have one of mine, one oh, of the of work course. guitars, you know. Right. And probably just an old Marshall JCM amplifier. Yeah. And, you know, a Boss distortion pedal, and that'd be good to go. That does it all. Like you've yeah, got man. Crack it up and rock the coconuts out of the trees, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Tony. This has been a been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. That was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad you had me on. I love it. Awesome. Um, where uh, where should our our listeners check you guys out? Well, they can go to worthguitarsusa.com. Okay. And look at our models there and uh, get a little bit of an idea of what we do. And of course, they can go to Facebook and look for Worth Guitars USA. Dot com there on Facebook and we have a you know a pretty good presence there always trying to put some cool pics up and obviously Instagram same thing work guitars USA and there we are we tried to get and, caught on at Twitter man but Twitter I can't gain any ground there for some reason man it's a, that's a Twitter's a tough world. crowd man that's a strange <laughs> world over there in Twitter yeah. man. I don't I don't know about the people over there yeah that's 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 hard internet right there yeah uh, boy <laughs> so it, but yeah, you know, uh, our website and, and Facebook and Instagram, we're all over that. We try to constantly keep that kicking along and uh, try to be entertaining with it and 
so that's where we're at very cool well thank you again and uh you know we look forward to, to seeing worth guitars in the future and you know once i uh once i pay off my my wedding maybe uh, i could talk to my wife about putting it all right in. <laughs> all right do that do that you know how to get in touch with me absolutely all right thank you tony Thank you, brother. Have a good one, man. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pedestrian Invest podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or anywhere else that you may be listening. You can add us on Twitter, just search at Pedestrian, or you can add us on Instagram, just search Pedestrian Invest podcast. We hope you are doing well, and thanks for listening.